Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm trying something new. I'm on my couch. Oh, and she has, and a mic in hand, even. You know what I mean? I'm in. Yo, that, you, listen, I feel like you're ta- you're risking. You're taking a risk, girl. Am I? Should I? Because I talk like this. I haven't <laughs> used my hands. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like every video is like me going. Bar, 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 bar. That's true. That's true. I'm going to put it right here. And I got my I have a little table. Ooh. Well, I'm in this little, um, this tiny home, and mine is on a little table, too. I mean, I would show you, but it's a mess in here. It feels like you're inside, like, a womb with those cards. <laughs> it, does feel, it does feel quite like a womb. It it's does. It's, giving it's very small. vaginal. <laughs> I'm also, you like, wouldn't in know, the... though. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yo, Gold Star Gay. But listen. Oh, is, is that a? Is it called Gold Star Gay? I know it's Gold Star Lesbian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gold Star Gay. Gold Star Gay. As far as I know, please, classroom, correct us if we're wrong. You've never been been tempted. Oh, no. Listen, I've been tempted. I have this weird fantasy. This is so fucked. I have this weird fantasy that, like, some woman in Europe is going to be like, come here. Come here. I mean, And just going to, like, take it. It's also so funny because you are clearly so gay because women have been been slinging puss at you and you just didn't even know. (laughs) Yo, I I just wasn't smelling it. You were I like, just, uh, you're like she was friendly. I was, I was like, she wanted but <laughs> Well, you know what's so funny? In the same way that you talk about, like you know, at, when you came out as queer and like you I, uh, adopted identity, like how you relate to women and going on dates with them, like I wouldn't even begin to know how to do it. I mean, no. I would just be like, no, you're my friend. <laughs> you know, that's the voice. Women love that voice. I don't, I don't know, but something something moves. For me, <laughs> get out. Wait, Fred. I have a I, I have a thing though. So okay. we're talking about Thanksgiving today, and I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do <laughs> do you know what it means to spatchcock a turkey? Wait, I'm sorry. What did you call me? Did you just call me a hard R? You just called me a slur. <laughs> I hate you a hard R. Get out. Mm, it's giving vintage racism. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, come on. Okay, well, uh, if you had to guess, what would you say spatchcocking is? Oh, it sounds like um, a weird sex punchline is being set up for me. Uh, no, no, no. It's not a punchline. No, it's not a, it's not a punchline at all. No, no. Okay, their voice is going up, and that tells me, <laughs> look, I know, I know you, and I know you enough that you're trying to set me up. For something. No, no. Listen, okay, fair. You do know me very well, mm-hmm. but give indulge me. What is spatchcocking? Spatchcock sounds like a kinky food sex toy. Mm, you're, you're God. You're so good. You're so on. I just listen. I, I just the word speaks to me, <laughs> and I listen. Well, even like saying spatchcock, it's just like so. It's so percussive. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's so percussive. It is percussive. It is okay. Will you will you use your definition in a sentence for us? Jalan, <laughs> I have a, a card certified from the Writers Guild of America. I could smell a joke from a mile away. You trying to set me up? Oh come on, come on, come okay. on. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> Delon couldn't find the spatula, so he's flipping pancakes with his spatchcock. <laughs> Good job. Wait, why do I feel like a school teacher? I'm like, good job. <laughs> that was good. I would, I would spatch, spatchcock some you, shit. I, listen, we know you go spatchcock Woo! anytime Woo! you spatchcock around the clock. 
<laughs> we get back to the 50s. <laughs> it's a holiday okay. song. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, when you spatch cock or turkey or chicken, you're given a, a crispier skin, making Ooh. the meat juicier, right? It's when you remove the backbone of the bird and you splay it out so it cooks more evenly. Not you taking the backbone out and then spreading it wide open. Busting, <laughs> busting it wide out. open. <laughs> um, removing the whole backbone. That sounds like something I would, you know, see somebody doing on TikTok. Like, damn, she took a whole backbone out. Where the backbone at? <laughs> Where the <that> backbone at? <laughs> it does sound like something you would like to work to. Uh, remove that backbone, splay it out. Hey, remove that backbone, splay it out. <laughs> Where the backbone at? Give me that backbone. Take it out. <laughs> so dumb. Here's so the thing, dumb. though. I, 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 I have much respect for anybody who is in that kitchen taking that backbone out. But me, <laughs> for real, I'm calling up a Boston market. Okay, you not. I'm not cooking a chicken or a turkey or none of a fowl. None in here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you don't want me to cook your chicken or turkey, okay? Mm. You want me to order from Boston Market. Yes. We are cut from the same cloth. Do you remember when I hosted that Friendsgiving a while back? I ordered the entire meal classroom from Whole Foods. Someone mm -hmm. at work suggested it. And it was kind of a brilliant Thanksgiving half, if I do say so myself. The food kind of slapped. I'm not oh. I'm not going to lie about it. Well, oh. well oh. as someone that was at oh. that Friendsgiving, oh. I don't know why you're offended. You didn't make the fucking food. <laughs> Like the card, though. I'm getting upset. Okay, you describe it as slapping. I would not say the food slapped. I would say it was more of a sucker punch. Oh God, I hate you for sucker punch. Sucker punch. Yes, 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 yes. It was less of a Beyonce and more of a Lativia. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can't be defended because. Lativia's career was kind of gone cold, if I do say so myself. Yeah. And when I picked up that food, that shit was cold. I went to the cashier. Wait, I went to the cashier and I was like, it's cold. And she was like, sir, you have to heat it up. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Yeah. I mean, that 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 tracks for you. Ooh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, no listen. No. I, listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me fix it. A very happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says when you're short on cooking utensils, just use your genitals. I'm Francesca <laughs> Ramsey. I'm an actress, a producer, a writer, and a former graphic designer. And I'm Delon Grant. I'm an actor, singer, photographer, and a writer. And this is Let Me Fix It, the cure for your tryptophan hangover. Now, class, friend and I don't really cook. All that much. Mm -hmm. We've just discussed this. Um, so we're, we're we're more get it catered folk, right? Exactly. We are less of a, I like my turkey this way anymore. Do you take apple pay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for this week, we're doing a special Thanksgiving episode, but we're skipping the food talk and cutting straight to that holiday dork meat, you mm, know? Mm. Because despite the joys this time of year brings, giving thanks, giving gifts, practicing gratitude, reconnecting with family and friends, we know firsthand that going home for the holidays can be full of tensions and emotional landmines. Exactly. Whether you are visiting family or feeling guilty for choosing a Friendsgiving instead, today we are going to unpack some of the issues that come up around the holidays. And as always, we will offer some ways that we would fix them. So let's dive in. Home for the holidays. Let me fix it. Okay, first up, travel. So this is, of course, one of the biggest hurdles of holiday planning, simply deciding do I go home for the holidays? Mm -hmm. There are a myriad of reasons why you might toil over the question, but I think most of us can agree that finances is one of the biggest reasons. Can I afford that plane, train, or miles per gallon? Both ways, hello, right? Hello. Okay? Uh, because the holidays always just seem, friend, like to be the most expensive time oh, of the year to travel. Oh. Yes, absolutely. They call it the high season or the high demand. But in reality, it's just straight up price gouging. Now, we did do a little bit of research and apparently airfare prices are down 14% this holiday season Ooh. and traveling in the holidays has returned to pre-pandemic levels despite the pandemic still being here. So I was like, what are y'all talking about? I was like, pre-pandemic levels? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. Uh, even so, 41% of Americans say that they are concerned about how they are going to afford the travel that they have already planned for. And I would say to y'all who are concerned, you'll afford it the way we all do. 
in the American way, debt, <laughs> American Express, Visa, MasterCard, okay? Exactly. And when in doubt, start a GoFundMe. Because if you don't have a credit card, you might end up hitchhiking the friendly skies, a.k.a. flying spirit, which... You know, honestly, hitchhike because you're also <laughs> going to have to pay for expensive water. No free water on All right, Spirit. And, and you'll get there, but your knees will be knocking. Okay. I, mean, I don't know what that way, means. Either way, your knees are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, listen, I, I really do have a lot of unpacked trauma around growing up poor. So, little story. I remember being at the University of Michigan and having to scrape together enough money for my work study job to buy a round trip ticket from Ann Arbor, Michigan to Minneapolis, Minnesota to go home for the holidays. Now, mm-hmm. back then, that was an eight hour fucking trip. And then from Minneapolis, I had to take a three hour Greyhound bus to my hometown, Duluth, Minnesota. Uh-oh. That's 12 hours there and back, 24 hours to travel. So I get it. It's mad expensive to travel. A train ticket, you know, it's just cheaper. And I guess you could argue I could have planned better, but I was a little kid trying to do that all by myself, 18 years old. But oh, a little right. kid, I, now now it's a little kid to me. God, but. the things that we did to visit our families during the you know holidays. Honestly, aside from the price, Traveling during the holidays is just a nightmare because every flight is overbooked and there are more people on the road if you decide that you're going to drive. And then everyone and their brother is traveling and nobody is happy, least of all the airport employees. And there's always an endless amount of flight delays and cancellations due in part to the weather. Why? It's always so it always happens around Thanksgiving, around Christmas. I mean, it gets colder. And listen, climate change is not making it better. You you have a hurricane. Ice storm, Santa Yo. Maria, the Pinta, the Nina. You know, we have all of the. <laughs> what, what, are, what are those called when there's like an ice storm, but it's also like a hurricane? El Nino? <laughs> I am dying. No, it's called the Nor'easter. Is that what you're talking about? But when there was like, also, isn't there a thing called El Nino? It is. El Nino is like the like the climate warming and the, like a right. season. Right, and that's why I'm saying like it mixes in with, the, you know, a little pinch of the cold. Somebody please the- correct our asses because, you know, we don't know what the hell we are talking about. If you're a meteorologist, hop on here and let us know. I, I, I feel like we have a huge meteorog- meteorologist <laughs> contingent listening to the show. <laughs> Doubtful. Wait, but wait. The um, like flight cancellations makes me think of that scene from Home Alone. Though mm-hmm. it's like permanently seared into my mind. The family's running through the airport, and the mom eventually gets stuck and have to go back and, and Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> Wait, I just took this acting workshop because you know he loves a class. I just took this acting workshop and the, I was talking to this guy named Kevin and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that reminds me of Home Alone. And he was like, oh, which is your favorite Home Alone? And I was like, oh, you know, the first one. And he was like, what, what do you think about the, the third one? I was like, that's all right. I'm like, oh, I never you know? saw the third one. He was the dad in the third one. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I'd never seen it either. I was like, no, Not him being one. like, well, now that we got residuals, you should go watch it. <laughs> Literally. But that that airport scene is like the first time, the first memory mm-hmm. I have of an airport, you know? And I've also been stuck in an airport on the holiday you, for the You holidays. have? Yes, girl. I, I mean, it's this. I feel like it's barely my story. One time I was on tour trying to get home for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there weren't enough pilots because pilots have to be rested, I guess, for every yes. for yeah, 16 I, hours. I, I stand by that one. Go to oh, sleep. Please, God. <laughs> please. please, God. Take a knee. Take yeah. a whole knee. Honestly, take okay. a long, sleep okay. as long as you need to, sir. <laughs> okay. So they have to sleep for six or be rested for 16 hours and there were no pilots. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a domino effect. All these flights just get canceled. I was talking to this woman in the line to like figure out how I was going to get home. This bitch was in the airport for over 24 hours. I said, what? I said, listen, I love my family. I will send wow. y'all, uh, I'll send y'all a, a carrier pigeon. Okay, what do you mean? Six, 24 hours? Wow, it's giving escape room. Okay, crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, speaking of airports, we potentially have another government shutdown looming, which means that these TSA workers... <laughs> may or may not be getting paid. Which is so messed up that they are showing up to work and not getting paid. And air traffic controllers, which you talk about pilots being important. Air traffic controllers, just as important, doing double duty, right, oftentimes. Um, And we're currently short-staffed on them. And weren't flight attendants 
threatening to strike recently? They sure I mean, were. They sure were. Putting up any... with all your bullshit in the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having to call, call the U.S. Marshal and shit or the Air Marshal. Yo, I, I don't know if anybody in this country is getting paid fairly. Uh, apparently not, unless we forget that COVID is still out here making an Airbnb out of your nostrils. <laughs> she said vacation. <laughs> COVID. COVID's taking a knee, too. Okay. This place is spacious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, COVID, do you remember? Can we just take a moment? Do you remember in 2020, three years ago, when we couldn't even gather for the holidays? Yeah. I mean, some of y'all were still gathering. <laughs> okay. Shit, my ass was sitting in Brooklyn. Uh, so, wait, Fran, what's your fix for traveling for the holidays? Because we've examined how, 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 how terrible it, can be. it is. Yeah. So, while I am not going home for Thanksgiving this year, I've been flying my mother to LA for the past few Christmases, and my type A brain has a yearly calendar alert to buy her tickets ahead of the holiday rush so I can get the best deal. So according to Google Flights, the lowest average price for flights uh, starting from mid-December, meaning around Christmas, is usually available about 71 days before the departure, a.k.a. late October. By the same logic, the cheapest flights for Thanksgiving are around mid-September. So while you may have missed the boat this year, put a reminder on your calendar for October and September of next year so you can get the best deal. Not not hey Siri, remind me in 2024 to buy a flight. <laughs> I, you 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 laugh? You laugh. <laughs> but every single time I'm able to get a good okay. deal. Why did Siri just start speaking to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So my fix for travel for the holidays uh is don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I kid, but only kind of. If you have to, I would suggest choosing one of the bigger holidays this season instead of all of them. Yes. As you know, because it's 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 too much. Thanksgiving and maybe Hanukkah and the New Year. It's a holiday. No, you can't it's do all much. of them. It's too much. And as for like the logistics of traveling, prioritize your comfort is my hack. Like there is so much that is out of your control. I just say do whatever you need to do to be comfortable. Bring those mm-hmm. noise canceling headphones because you know somebody's baby's going to be crying. Download your favorite TV show, Sweats at the Airport. And I'm about this new life of getting that extra seat room because you Ooh, know I'm a giant. Yeah, you better I'm stretch six... out. You know and what I'm I saying? Bring an edible too. Go. Okay, wait a minute. Go for you, it. You ain't said but a thing. We can. Do what. Hi. <laughs> getting high while you high okay and exactly. i think your blood your blood is thinner up there too yes. so you're higher yes um just do what you need you know um something else to think about is maybe opening a line of credit with one of the airline companies to get discounts points or air miles or you could also you know get one of them free family interest loans on a plane ticket mom you want me to come you buying it let's just circle back <laughs> i will say on the covid tip Please wear a mask on the plane uh, and do a real KN95, not one of those homemade masks from an I Etsy shop that's see-through so and got lace and dangly shit hanging off of it. Get the real, get the real shit, okay? Wait, you have all the nerve because at the height of 2020, you had the cloth mask in every different color, okay, and then she learned. Because in 2020, you couldn't get <laughs> fucking real masks. Remember, you couldn't Touché. find the KN95s. Listen, I was prepared to have a. a a bag over my head just to do anything <laughs> you know she said i'm gonna asphyxiate myself girl. I, it was it was it was not cute in those days but here's the thing you already know that there are going to be people that are traveling knowing full fucking well that they have mm. covid this holiday season but they don't want to forfeit their ticket and i'm also gonna say Honestly, I do believe that airlines should give a refund if you can provide a positive COVID test. Now, that is another episode. Airlines, let me fix it. I have thoughts. Le- Yo, list, legit, I, I I will say this. When I came out to visit you mm-hmm. uh, 2021 for my birthday and I got COVID, they did ref- They did transfer my ticket. They didn't oh. refund it. So they, they, I think it was Delta, they allowed me to switch the ticket free of charge. So that was nice because that was the height Are of the Are they panty. still doing that, though? Doubtful. I think they Doubtful. Should, I think they should always do it. I will also add to your point about, you know, getting miles and points. I am a JetBlue girly. This is not sponsored. You really I are. I wish it was. If JetBlue, if Mr. JetBlue is listening, I love Ooh. Mint. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Upgrade me. Uh, but here's the thing. Even though I'm traveling less and less these years... 
I usually end up having points to buy at least one of my mom's flights from Florida to LA. And Cute. here's the thing I, I encourage people to do is go on kayak where you can look at all the different airlines at once. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I buy her a JetBlue one way and a United the other way because that one's cheaper. That's a cute hack. Do a little mix and match. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? A little a one, high, two punch. a little high low, a little, a little mixed prince low. moment. You know? Okay, okay. Give me fashions mm-hmm. with some airlines. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will also say. Consider traveling on an off time. So instead of the day before Thanksgiving, can your family do Thanksgiving the day after the mm-hmm. normal time? Similar to Christmas. I have flown on Christmas morning and been able to get a cheaper ticket. Nobody is wanting to fly on Christmas Day. If your kids no. are grown, you don't need to be there to see them open presents. No, because listen, I have everything I need. All I, I would just want to kind of be with family, you know? Yeah, it's not about the physical. Again, if you have kids, that's very different. Right, right. If you are, you know, under 18, why are you listening to this podcast? But if you <laughs> are a young person, the physical Christmas day is different. But when you become an adult, you know, who cares about it's the just, physical It's just day? a day to be with family. Yes, uh, exactly. Now, and guys, you may be one of those people who have no issue affording travel. So, you know, ignore that last section. You may have a trust fund. You may be a Nepo baby. Or you may just be... <laughs> Someone. Shout out to Kate Hudson. She's totally listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can't we, relate. <laughs> we see you, Zona Kravitz. We see you, girl. <laughs> so, or you may just be like one of those Zen people who's totally accept the logistics that traveling on the holidays is just is what it is. I love that for you. But for most of us, family is the reason that we don't want to travel. Sometimes the thought of going home for the holidays raises the blood pressure. Every Even thinking about those hard political conversations with Uncle Arnold <laughs> can raise your blood pressure, right? Yeah, political differences are a real thing that you have to navigate during the holidays. And let's be real, having a healthy and loving family that you want to be around is a privilege. And the reality is that is not everyone's story, okay? Some of y'all maybe had to go not, no contact with your family and instead are spending the holidays with your chosen family. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've lost one or both of your parents and going home is too painful. Whatever your familial situation or configuration, there are so many baked in expectations that put pressure on the time that we spend or choose not to spend with our family, that tensions are inevitable. And I would argue that political differences are the largest piece of the tension pumpkin pie. Listen, keep the tension. Give me that pie. <laughs> Wait, can we make it apple, though? Because I, I need a top crust with okay, a chunky I, fruit filling. Okay, I'm going to request a pie tangent uh, and ask your thoughts on potato versus pumpkin because this is you know politics is high on the list but the pumpkin versus the potato pie is also very high sweet potato versus pumpkin i don't want either (gasps) (laughs) the gasp i don't you know revoke my black card people don't like people yeah people don't like them i my mom loves it I like a sweet potato. I, can you really taste the difference? I'm like, it's a, it's mm, orangey. It's more, of, it's more of a feeling. It's more of like in, <laughs> in your heart. <laughs> in my heart, I know I'm eating a root vegetable in I, a pie. <laughs> I want to do a sweet potato and pumpkin pie taste test, and I want you to tell me which is which. Oh, my God. I, I, I am sensing a new series for the gram. Um, <laughs> what is your pie of choice? Um, I prefer uh, either blueberry or yes. a... A uh, apple pie, but honestly, I want cake. <laughs> yeah, want you know, cake. I'm I'm more of a cobbler girly myself. Oh, a peach, a peach cobbler. Oh, other other. Peach- <laughs> <laughs> she just came. She Ooh. just had an orgasm. Oh, my soul jumped. I love a peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are there other? What makes it a cobbler? Is the crust on top? I don't she know. Don't know. I just think it's like a, I don't know. I'm. This is. I'm literally making this up right now i think it's like supposed to be in a little ramekin they're like individual oh. versus like a, oh. whole, a whole thing but i think sometimes you can make it in a big um in a pyrex dish too so now okay. i'm just see i don't know what i'm making talking about up. she's just making shit up <laughs> <laughs> back to politics and the holidays thankfully this has never been an issue for me mm, but just, just throw your little progressive family <laughs> in our faces we get I'm it sorry we're brilliant we're progressive, progressive. partridge family we see okay you. in a pear tree <laughs> um but and this is gonna make me sound old i i 
don't remember people always talking so openly about anxiety around political tensions with their family until Donald Trump was elected in 2016. And don't get us wrong, political and ideological differences existed long before Trump, but his presidency was kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off of this gaping wound because <laughs> every day he would say something Yo. awful and it would spawn a new argument about guns and police violence and sexual assault and abortion and racism and school shootings, Islamophobia. I mean, the man was was truly a seven layer bean dip of awful opinions that gave everyone permission to give voice to how they really felt for better or for worse. You're so right, man. There was so much coming at us. The list you gave, all of that shit that you just couldn't keep up. Everyone was like, and this, and this, and this, yeah. and this, right? Uh, there's this great quote from a psychiatrist, Dr. Karen Tamarius, connecting why talking about politics is so fraught. She says, many of us aren't accustomed to socializing with people who think differently from us, especially about politics. Our political attitudes and beliefs are intertwined with our most basic human needs, needs for safety, belonging, identity, self-esteem and purpose and when they're threatened we're biologically wired to respond as if we're in physical peril yeah. that's so interesting when when someone challenges you they're challenging your belief system and your worldview and that's like your whole identity yeah right and sometimes your safety you know some of these oh. topics are life and death and i would yeah. also add there's like the added layer of how your politics and values can change over time. This makes me yes. think of, I get messages from people who watch my content, decoded uh, social media all the time, who have got off to college and have had their perspectives broadened by meeting mm. different people and taking different classes. And then it's time to go home for the holidays to their conservative ass family. And it's like, they're realizing the shit that they grew up believing to be real doesn't really sit right with them anymore. And it's almost like a different kid is coming home to their family yeah. during the holidays. That's like that, that creates a lot of empathy and, and humanity around that exchange because that's very real. When you, yeah. you identify with your family and then this person is coming back that you love, that you've, you know, protected, that's your kid, that's an, a, a copy of you in so yeah. many ways. And they're challenging your belief system. That's like really, um, hard that's really difficult yeah do you remember in college when you like became politically aware and cognizant at all um well i remember when we went to iraq we were i think we were freshmen it, i mean this was post oh, post 9 11 totally. and george bush said we are going to iraq and i remember being devastated and being really upset about it and yeah. um and just feeling like the the climate change on on campus as we were all like wrestling with like what it meant to go to war and you know again like the privilege of like i wasn't physically going to war and i didn't right. know anybody but i was like this is wrong and i don't agree with this um so i think that was a, a a turning point for me what about you you know i was gonna say um the uh the al gore george bush <gasps> election because that was the first time i could oh, vote. oh yeah and and that was in my home state okay oh, florida girl. the hanging chads oh, <laughs> god florida sometimes i didn't even know i just didn't know until recent years well florida florida's florida um but honestly i didn't realize like the disappointment around him not winning and, yeah. and what it meant despite getting the popular vote and i think you mentioned iraq and i think that was why it was so disappointing is because oh god we went to iraq with george bush and like this was an answer to that it could yeah. be like okay let's rectify this because we've only heard about war in our lifetime at that point in like history books vietnam was it or the korean war were well, the I closest to us i think i in I think I was in elementary store school when Desert was it Desert Storm oh, was happening. Oh, what is that? What is Which that Desert from? Storm just makes me think of like late night R and B, where it's like Welcome to the Quiet Storm. But there was there there was a war when we were in like there, elementary school. There was, and I and I, oh was that? Oh gosh, this is but see, but you, you know what? Here's the thing. Look, this exposes our privilege, right? Because mm -hmm. like in the U.S. For many of us, war is not on our doorstep, which, right. you know, let's be real, beyond the upcoming election here in the U.S., there is a lot going on globally, and that Thank is you. a whole different podcast episode. But it is really hard not to have the news of the world hanging over your head when you are supposed to be celebrating with your family. 
Right. And I know that I have found myself having some really tough conversations with my friends, with my coworkers and strangers online amidst <laughs> uh, everything going on in the world as a result. So add your Uncle Arnold into the equation with his aggressive tone, his stank breath and talking too close <laughs> to your face. And of course, things are going to pop off. <laughs> Uncle Arnold, hey Franny, how you doing? <laughs> and he hey. has, and he of course he fucking calls me Franny. <laughs> and I'm like, Uncle Arnold, I have told you every time to stop calling me that. Um, and also, guys, just for the record, a piece of advice: stop inviting the mean relative to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right? They they don't want to be there. You don't want them there. Just drop them off a plate after Unless dinner. Unless they can cook. If they can cook, well, then well, that, it's at their, <laughs> then you're at their house. <laughs> then you're at their house, right? <laughs> okay, so. Delon, how do you suggest navigating political differences during the holidays? Well, similar to my travel advice, don't travel. Um, I would say just avoid the conversations altogether. That is privilege. That's beyond dismissive, I know. But while I understand there's so much validity in trying to change the hearts and minds of those we love, especially if the way those folks vote and the policies they support are dangerous to us. Totally yeah. acknowledge that. I think there's just as much validity and in, um, in protecting your own mental health, right? You, you said this recently in a podcast, Fran, put your own oxygen mask on first. It's so true. Yeah, I stole that from a flight attendant, but to be fair, <laughs> it does, it, it works. <laughs> she wants her commission because she's not being paid enough. Um, <laughs> but that said, I, I, again, I do understand these conversations sometimes come up and they cannot be avoided. In the age of misinformation and alternative facts and social media algorithmic news. I think one of the major landmines that we step on is just trying to correct a family member who's misinformed. So if you have to have these conversations, here's my advice. I'd say send a mental or an actual timer so you can give yourself an out or actively change the subject. Uncle Arnold, I love you. And in the interest of that love, I think we should talk about something else. How, how's Cousin Annie doing, right? Okay. Just switch the script. Is there a real Uncle Arnold? Because we have now uh, mentioned <laughs> him multiple times in this there, there is no Uncle Arnold, but I was trying to find like an older man's name. And yeah. Arnold just sounds funny, doesn't it? It does. It does. It doesn't sound black, but I <laughs> but I love that for Neither us. does Cousin Annie, so. No, that's true. I love that we are a multicultural um Bl- colorblind casted what, what would his name here. be ernest yes jerome Ezekiel? jerome, jerome. <laughs> oh jerome no listen jerome's gonna fuck you that's, <laughs> <Jerome. laughs> no, that's yes that's a different that's a different podcast and a different, I, want, I want a jerome that's too. a different thanksgiving film um <laughs> but i will say i really agree with your first point delon i think that prioritizing your mental health and putting yourself first is key And again, I know that there are certain topics that are landmines, but I am similar to you, a big fan of setting hard boundaries. So you might start by saying, hey, family, in the interest of having a great Thanksgiving, let's take politics off the table. It sounds basic, but Mm. I would say it's better than trying to navigate 20 minutes of your cousin's latest school shooting conspiracy theory, Uh, because you know, that's something that uh, Jerome is is (gasps) all about. He's- Yep, Jerome yep. is into that type of stuff, right? He is. Another he is. thing that I'm a really big fan of is coming up with scripts ahead of time. This is something that I learned from my therapist when I was going through my divorce, and I just did not want to talk about it when I would run mm. into people. Um, and so if it came up, I would cut them off and I would go, don't say sorry, say congrats. And then I would mm. move right on. So if there are some topics that you know are potentially on the table, Write yourself a little one-liner to eloquently shift the conversation to something more positive. Now, it does not mean that you have to betray your morals. You are just prioritizing your peace instead of doing a TED Talk on why we all deserve better than the same old lesser of two evils bullshit. Because we know it's true. But we don't have time for all of right. that. Right. I, I do love like shutting it down and flipping the script and making it positive. Mm-hmm. It negates you managing your emotion, their right. emotions around the thing that you're experiencing, right? Yeah. Uh, so my my former bu- brother-in-law uh, was a vet, still is a vet. I, I believe he's still on this earth. Um, Happy Veterans Day. God bless. And so one Christmas, he was showing us fucking footage from his tour in Afghanistan. It was absolutely awful so the following year my script was i'm thankful i don't have to see any war crimes this holiday (laughs) and that got ahead of him even showing the footage shut it down and again i will say 
if you end up in these hard conversations, a piece of advice that I like to try and keep in mind is to just avoid speaking in absolutes, resist using words like always, everyone, never, because absolutes give the impression that there's only one right way and that right way is your way. Again, the goal is not to say something that you don't believe in or to minimize someone's shitty opinions. Just pick your battles. And at the end of the day, sometimes people just want to be heard. Uh So you don't have to say that you agree with them. But sometimes Justin, I see how you got there. Or can we talk about this at another time so we don't disrupt this lovely dinner is a way to let them know you hear them. But Uh we're not doing this now. I love that. And and I mean, it's so gracious and a little bit zen to be like, you know what? You just need me to hold space. Mm-hmm. You need me to hold space for your opinion. And I'm going to hold space and I'm actually going to like, let you have that. Yeah. And then I'm going to walk away. And that's a, that's an exit. Right. Yes. Be like, OK, great. Amazing. Beautiful. Conversation done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pull on this prioritizing your mental health thread that we both brought up because I think there's just some juicy fixes in there as well. Because mental health and self-care get thrown around a lot, but what does it actually look like in practice, especially during the holidays? Ooh, okay, so one thing that I've been doing uh, for a few years is getting an Airbnb or a hotel Cute. when I go home for visits because not only does it give me space to decompress and recharge, it gives me an exit. Also... <laughs> I am too old to be sleeping in a bed with my mama or sleeping on the couch. Or an air mattress. Or an okay, air you heard mattress. me, mom. You hear me, mom? <laughs> Listen, and the last time that I went home to visit my dad, I slept in my childhood bed, and I swear those sheets had not been changed since I was in high school. <laughs> they were so. She came back with rashes. <laughs> they were so stiff and dry. Um, and the thing about getting your own spot is that some point in the evening, Things have to wrap up, which means that I get to go back to wherever I am staying and I get to walk around in my underwear. Talk about it. You know, and feel free. And I understand that spending money on a place to stay on top of other holiday travel costs is not everyone's reality. But if you can swing it, I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Game changer. I have also adopted this strategy. I think you actually were the first person to do it. And I was like, yes, let me do that if Mm -hmm. I can afford it, right? In addition to that exit strategy, I also get the agency around when I want to arrive, which I love. I can wake up and have a morning, get my bandwidth together, and then go and love on my family. I also, here's a hack that I, I have for the holidays. I also limit my visit to three days oh three four days is at the most three days you know what it is do three and four is a travel day yes absolutely and and why because i feel like three is just a magic number it seems like that's just before folks start getting annoyed with one another and before you fall back into old patterns judgments mm-hmm. grievances right Day three is also about the time when the feedback from your family oh. about your life choices start to crest. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Okay, so I have a question for you. Does your does anyone in your family guilt trip you about getting an Airbnb? And if so, how do you handle it? Yo, okay. <laughs> Not well. I do get a guilt trip from my mom for staying in a hotel when I go to see her. And um, I've just justified it and we don't really, I'm like, you know, she just knows I'm going to do it. Sometimes I stay with her, but most of the time I stay in a hotel. Um, And it's less verbal. Sometimes it's just like, like a visual oh you're staying there oh okay oh you're leaving oh you're leaving like uh, the tone right recently she said to me oh well i know you don't like sharing space with me so really lady come on really um so i this time around i just told her i was like hey it is just about me needing space i have i have a podcast i have work to do Mm -hmm. i'm ripping farts Um, Okay, I need ripping <laughs> farts. And also, I, like I said earlier, I don't want to sleep on an air mattress. I'm a yeah. grown 6'1S, 40-year-old man. Like, yeah. I need a bed. Yeah, I would say I haven't dealt with that, thankfully, because my mom's in a one-bedroom and, like, she really doesn't have the space. So I would say if I was in that situation, I would blame the short stay on travel prices, beating mm. that holiday rush, needing to get back to work. When you get to that, you know, day four, you're like, I got to go. I got to work I got stuff to do. Um, so another thing, again, in that same that same genre is family feedback. Mm-hmm. Now, dare I say this is the worst part of going home <laughs> for the holidays? 
they always have something to say always about your career your partner your lack thereof the fact that you use the word partner because you date somebody <laughs> in the same sex totally okay? totally your parenting style your haircut your dietary restrictions your body it's <laughs> never ending i do not need the judgments grandma i have social media for that okay thank you very <laughs> totally, much totally. <laughs> not my grandma trolling me in real life Okay, I'm just literally, I'm doom scrolling and I feel bad about myself every day of my life, Nana. Exactly. Um, I, this is a holiday. I don't need to walk in here and have you, oh, you know what the ones that they always do to me? What happened mm, to your little friend, Franny? Your little Where friend. Your little friend at? <laughs> your little friend. Why do they all I, say that? I I don't I don't understand. Well, I think it's because they they if you're not married, they mm -hmm. can't acknowledge them as somebody you spend your life with. That's what I would argue. Yeah. Um. I always I always get. Oh, you're still single. Oh, you're now still wait. Single. Now is the still single thing about you being gay, or is it just uh, you're single? I think it's that they want me to be. They want me to be with somebody so that being gay makes more sense oh, to them. Oh, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. You have to be the right kind of gay. Exactly. The heteronormative kind of gay, you yes. know, but I'm out here fucking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, listen, it's it's difficult to get feedback. Uh, it, it's annoying and it's sometimes just downright hurtful. Um, it's probably, but it's probably coming from a place of love and wanting the best for you. At least I hope it is. Okay. I'm going to push back here and say that sometimes that is true, but a lot of those critiques are coming from a place of jealousy. It does not make it hurt less, but the reality is that you are coming home and there is a subset of your family that has never left home. And that is a hard truth for them to face when you roll up with your fancy job, your healthy relationship, your holiday crop top or whatever it is that makes them feel some sort of way about what they haven't done or what you did or what they should have done or what's on their Christmas list. So keep that in mind. Girl, she needs to <laughs> needs to unpack it with her therapist. Yo, that is that is that is for real. Not me. That's in her my, marrow. I now have high blood pressure after that. All <laughs> right, rant. right. You just literally went down the rabbit hole of your life. Uh, okay, so the question is, how do we fix it? Plain and simple boundaries, which mm. you know, in reality, is never simple, right? Yeah, it's really true, especially if boundaries are a new dynamic in the relationship. There are definitely going to be some awkward moments. I would say probably for the kids that are coming home from college, mm. right? And they're still like asserting their authority as an adult. Right. However, if you have previously set boundaries and their feedback and the director's cut commentary are still happening and they're not respecting them, I would encourage you to gently remind them once and only once before you promptly shut them down and then change the subject. You yep. have to take control of the conversation. And this is another example of where coming up with scripts ahead of time are really helpful. Because in the moment, again, it's easy to get caught off guard. It and is, your emotions are high. And yes. Absolutely. We love a well-rehearsed clapback. Um, I did write a few of them. I'm, Ooh, I'm a writer. She's a writer. Um, here's one. Sure, I've got a little more to love these days, but at least I've got someone to love. What about you? Are you still single, auntie? <laughs> Wait, I'll be your auntie. You're looking kind of thin. You okay, Franny? You know, it's amazing what a divorce will do. I dropped 200 <laughs> pounds of a man baby like that. <laughs> a man baby yes yes <laughs> exactly and my last one is yeah we broke up i decided charity work was no longer in my ministry oh yes girl snaps snaps to that so here's the thing whether you are setting a boundary or serving a clap back be prepared for them to get defensive in each of these instances but remember this their feelings are not your responsibility and remind them your presence is a gift not an obligation Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You have to teach people how you want to be treated and respected. The other thing is the longer you've known someone, the harder it is to complete that task, right? Yeah. So we have a few more items on our going home for the holidays list. But before we continue, let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. And we're back. So we touched on this when we talked about travel, but we went to another terminal and we really didn't touch down and land the plane. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You talk about me and my puns? <laughs> These on, analogies? <laughs> he be trying out here. Um, he's kind of a writer. Uh, oh, what about breaking the news to your family that you're not coming home for the holidays? And like we said earlier, the subsequent guilt tripping that comes along with it. I'm going to be a broken record and reiterate something we've already said. You have to prioritize your mental health here. Familial guilt is real and powerful. But remember, you are allowed to put yourself first and make your own choices. For real. Our friend Courtney Harge has this saying that totally applies here. Their expectations are not your promises. Ooh. It's so smart. Oh, my God. That is so good. So if you are skipping Turkey Day why not offer to have a virtual gathering with your family in lieu of a physical visit? Mm. You can set up a FaceTime or a Zoom call. Maybe you can even eat dinner together, pop that laptop open and eat at the table with them or soften the blow with a special holiday treat and have it delivered the day before Thanksgiving as a mia culpa. You know I love a basket. She loves it. She loves a gift. She loves a basket from Harry and David. Also, Harry, David, why not you sponsoring? Let me fix okay. it. Okay. I also love goldbelly.com. Um, I think I got you something from there one time. You can pick up all sorts of fancy things from local restaurants and bakeries nationwide, and you can have them delivered on Thanksgiving. Um, I also love that site for holiday gifts. A gift is a great way to say i'm sorry i'm not there enjoy something on me and it kind of like reminds them that you still love them even though you're not there i totally love that and gold belly is like they get it there so quick it's i was so really impressed. fast and I've even also if you do something, something cold they'll send it in like a um a little Ice cooler pack. yeah it's yeah great. it's brilliant um i would offer up and and this may sound a little funny just <laughs> remind them that you'll see them again like it's not life or death right and then in in the conversation, start planning for a future trip. Mm -hmm. This could also ease the blow of just not going home for the entire holiday season. Also, kill two birds with one stone by getting a jump on those holiday plans, like Fran was saying earlier, mm -hmm. skipping those surge prices. Maybe even uh, plan a special off-season Thanksgiving, right? Make a new tradition of it. Instead of, you know, November Thanksgiving, do a Canadian Thanksgiving on in October. I think it's October 1st. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or pick another month, you know, that has special significance to the family. Yeah, and I would also add that something to think about is that you should come clean with your family if you feel safe, okay? In order mm. to tell them why you're not coming home, in order to offer po potential solutions for next year, you know, I I'm I'm doing a friendsgiving this year because last year this thing happened, and I I really need to avoid that situation. Maybe next year I'll be in a better headspace. Never underestimate the power of speaking your truth. I love that. I love that. So, in terms of speaking your truth, uh, this is a lovely segue to our next section, which is a little bit of a hard one: sobriety. Navigating sobriety when you go home for the holidays. Full disclosure: we are speaking somewhat ignorantly on this topic because neither Fran or I are sober. So, class, if you have any offerings here, please let us know, and we'll be glad to follow up with with any of that information. But I would start by assessing where you are in your sobriety journey, right? Being truthful about that with yourself, engaging what you need. Um, if you can be around, if you can't be around alcohol or you can't be around those drinking alcohol and you know your family is going to be imbibing this holiday season, obviously prioritize yourself, you know, put your own ma oxygen mask on first, right? Going home just may not be good an option for you. And no one can fault you, honestly, for taking care of yourself. Yeah. So uh, again, Delon and I, uh, I'm not really a big drinker, but again, sometimes I might have a glass of wine or something. So we did a little bit of research and we found some tips for staying sober during the holidays from the Haldizen Betty Ford Foundation. I want to add a little Delon factoid here. The former first lady, Betty Ford, is credited with helping destigmatize drug and alcohol addiction in the late 70s after coming forward about her struggles with prescription pills and alcohol. And then she found 
founded a rehab to help others because in the 70s, treatment for those things were not super accessible. And she really kind of started a new wave of talking about the fact that like some people need help when it comes to managing their usage of substances. Absolutely. So uh, some things to think about. Find a local uh, AA meeting to attend before your holiday event. Check with your sponsor. Make sure you have a plan. If the holidays are a trigger for you, consider volunteering instead of mm. going home so that you are not tempted. When asking someone to grab you a drink, make sure you specify non-alcoholic because Ooh. some people might not know that you are sober. And right. we just use grab me a drink. To mean alcohol, right? I'm going to buy you a drink. Exactly. Right? Just you got to say you got to make it a soda. Uh, also, identify who your triggers are ahead of time and Ooh. avoid them. OK, you know, your cousin has a drinking problem. Stay away from them. And that uncle that always has pot. Don't do it. Just <laughs> Jerome. He <laughs> has pot and he's talking about his conspiracy theories again. Don't don't go off with him. Um, and then the last one. Again, I'm a broken record here. Prepare an elevator speech to talk about your sobriety confidently, okay? Come up with an elegant way to turn down that drink so that you are prepared when it happens. And I personally, I like to practice them out loud so that mm -hmm. you have got the words in your mouth, you know what it feels like to say it, and you feel empowered to go right into your little, your little um, cliff notes when you need to. I heard that. Keep a little notes app on your phone, going to the bathroom when you need to during the during Thanksgiving. I, if you are sober and you are able to be around people, because you and I both have friends that are like yeah. that, and you're not a big drinker, um, and you're allowed to be around or you're able to be around people who are drinking, but you also want to avoid the conversations about why you're not drinking, which can be a whole nother thing. Think about maybe bringing non-alcoholic bevies to the dinner. Ooh. I've never had Odules, but I know that's a really popular non-alcoholic beer. And there are a bunch of non-alcoholic sparkling wines yes, that I've heard of and too, they're right? Really good. Um, I had a non-alcoholic rose at a party and it was delicious. There's also um, a whole non-alcoholic shop out here in Silver Lake. Um, really? Yes, it's really, really cute. And if you are California sober, uh, which means that you still smoke weed, um, they also have these canned drinks which have like THC and CBD and then they're very tasty. I would also say on the non-alcoholic tip, bring the ingredients with you to make a little mocktail station, like turn mm. it into a cute little area where other people can maybe explore the option of a non-alcoholic drink, especially if there are kids at the function. Let them do right. something cute. Put a little a mint leaf in there, a little cute Making them feel included. That's yes. cute. I love that. Making a group activity, right? Exactly. All right, friends, that wraps up our home for the holiday fixes. So now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the glow up, where we give props to those who've turned themselves around without our help. Before we go into the glow up, Delon, I think we need a little theme song for the glow up. I just want to plant that seed for you. Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, you know what? Can we what, let's put a call out? Why not put a call yeah, out? Yeah, but I also thought it could be fun if it's like, you know how like the um the soul glow, like I think it was like make your soul glow. <laughs> like can we have like a glow up? Glow up. Glow up. Glow up. Yeah, it's like yeah, a choir okay, okay. or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But also, class, if you have an idea for a glow up uh, theme song and you want to like throw something together, email it to us. Like, we would yes. love to hear it. Let me fix it podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Um, are you okay with me going first? Yes, please go ahead. Okay. So, my glow up goes to Abercrombie and Fitch. In the 2000s, Abercrombie & Fitch went from beloved brand to pariah after a number of gaffes, including the former CEO, Mike Jeffries, describing the brand as for cool kids that weren't overweight or unattractive. There is a whole Netflix documentary about the brand's fall from grace, including a class action lawsuit in 2004, which alleged discrimination against black, Hispanic and Asian employees. And it resulted in them paying out $40 million worth of settlements. What? I know it was pretty like, honestly, there were horrific stories in this documentary about people of color coming in and applying for jobs and being turned down or being yeah. told that they had to work like in the storage room if you were Ugh. like darker than a paper bag. Uh, so in 2014, CEO Jeffrey stepped down 
And a few years later in 2017, Fran Horowitz became the CEO and completely turned the brand around from top to bottom. Gone are the days of the ultra white preppy frat boy aesthetic. And now they are very like size inclusive and fashion forward. It's really about like wearable basics that can be dressed up or down. The old aesthetic was very like soft core gay porn a little was bit. Was it even soft? I mean, I it, don't wasn't even know even, that it was soft. It was soft like it was beefy shirtless models very white often playing rugby or wrestling um the shots of the women were very like post-coital or full-blown making out black Mm. and white and thin 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 um the rebrand is the total opposite i put some pictures in the doc uh delon can you describe what is going on in these abercrombie ads Oh gosh! So this is like the antithesis of who I am. Like just fit, like just who I would. Like I look at these things and like this is what I grew up. We grew up with, right? And yeah. you think, oh god, that's the standard of beauty. Yeah. And like it's actually like triggering. Um. So th- one ad, there's this woman running away from what four different guys who all have abs and backs and are hairless. Um. I think she's running for her life, but it, it looks, looks like she's having it, fun. It, it, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have a a good look. She's very white. She's very, very pale. White. It's black and white, but she looks like a redhead. She's giving redhead. Oh, yeah, totally. And the guys are wearing, like, uh, their underwear. Everyone's in white. They're they're in their underwear. They're all really ripped. They all have huge muscles. And, like, it's so strange because it's a clothing ad and there's not a lot of clothes. There's not a lot of fucking clothes at all. And then the other one is, like, there are barely any. She's wearing a tank top and they're making out. It's like a guy and a girl starting to make out. It's so sexual. This is it's so, so, so sexual. sexual. Okay, now look at Abercrombie today. It's very diverse. I love. Uh, tell us what's going on in these photos, Delon. So there's a, a lovely woman who's um, a, a plus size and she's giving like a prison pose and some jeans and a nice tank. She's giving a, she a full on prison, prison squat. She is in a prison squat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but the jeans are cute mm-hmm. and she looks cute. And and then the other one is on the Brooklyn Bridge. There are three women. Um, beautiful hair, all of them. Very mm-hmm. well styled. Um, I will say the clothes are are giving generic. I'm not yes. going to lie to you. Um, yes. I would wear that coat, though. There's like a coat that's kind of like a her- herringbone. Is that Yes, it's definitely, it feels like office chic. Like, or off, casual office yes. vibes. Like, you could go to work and then you can go yeah. to, you know, out for drinks afterwards. I will say these photos, the, the the prison pose girl is Asian. The other girls are giving, uh, you know. Ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. Octoroon, you know, we're giving a, a little slight Rooney. Three Roonies are better than one. Uh, but on the website, they do have some dark skin girls, lots of plus size models. It, it's, it's very diverse. It looks very different. Um, and... The, the clothes are getting good reviews for being like decently sized. A lot of times when these brands expand their size ranges, they're not really plus size. They're like fake plus size. Mm. Um, but I went through the comments and the reviews and I've I've seen clothes out in the wild that have been like, those are really cute pants. And some out literally every time someone goes, they're Abercrombie. Can you believe it? Like it's always. <laughs> wow. The shocked. brand was that strong. The brand was that fucking strong. It's just, it, it's the antithesis of what it, like it used to always be like very preppy, you know, like lots yeah. of like logos, like college logos. Hard and, like, logos. And numbers. And like, well, it was also very like, forgive. It was also very Florida, very California. It was like, yes, it ripped. I, why am I going to pay $200 for some ripped jeans? Yeah. Right? Like, it was, it was just, very like yeah, it was like rich and... people cosplaying, you know, yes. that they had spent the summer at like a camp or something playing in, in sports. On Martha's Vineyard and they were on a boat. And like yes, all of that. very Martha's Vineyard. And now it kind of looks like, you know, I work at a PR firm and, mm. you know, like I come from a working class family, but like I like a sensible heel, you know, like just it's stylish it's, it's but the... comfortable. It's that word inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of just like the culture around it, like the, again, like the culture Abercrombie was promoting was elitism, right? Yes. You that, and I mean, top to toe, obviously, like putting you can only be pretty. I rem- yeah. I actually listened to this documentary called or documentary podcast called World of Secrets. Mm. That's about Mike Jeffries, and <gasps> he was all, a he was a bad guy. He was a predator friend. Yeah, he like was. there were all of these young guys that talked about like being. 
assaulted. Basically, like, assaulted yeah. sexually. No, and, like, being true. taken to his house in the Hamptons and, like, crazy, crazy stuff. So, I mean, it, it just shows in the ads and it and it shows in, like, you know, back to the ad where the woman is running away from these five guys and wearing no clothes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, how did we not see this before? Yeah, um, they really turned it around and have, like, completely new leadership. And, like, again, this is not sponsored, but please, Abercrombie, if you listen. If you re- Please. slide in the dms we would love to hear from you but it's really cool to see you know a lot of times brands try to embrace diversity just for the sake of getting cookies and right. like on the one hand that is technically what they did but it does feel like they made a conscientious choice after him leaving the brand where they were like we are not the mike jeffries brand we we embrace people of color we you like had different bo- they completely did a hard pivot and you would think it wouldn't work but it actually did and i think that's very cool you know, listen, and also this last thing about Abercrombie, this is like another pivot, right? They've, mm-hmm. they've been around since, what, 18-something? Yeah, they've been around they, for a long time. Mike Jeffries was the pivot. Y'all better, I'm giving I'm giving y'all some cookies because you clearly know how to rebrand. Yeah. Um, My glow up this week is yet another extension of the mental health conversation we've been having. Fran and I have been on our respective mental health journeys for a minute. Um, but back in 2020, when I started to look for a therapist, I was really nervous that I wouldn't be able to find a therapist who was uh, fully identified with my intersectionalities, right? Being black, being man, being queer. Um, and it was important that my therapist be a black queer man. Um, there aren't that many black therapists out there. And I want to give a shout out to my sister, Lucretia, who is a black therapist pa- practicing in the Twin Cities. But I have seen a lot of ads recently, not only on social media, um, but uh, with like uh, in New York on billboards and stuff with black therapists mm. like promoting themselves. And I was like, oh, God, this is a whole moment. Yes. And again, I didn't think that I would be able to find a black therapist. I've been with mine for three years. Um and I'm, I'm sure my phone is listening to me because all of a sudden I just I talk about my therapy so much. They're just all of these ads of like a lot of black women, which is also super exciting. Yeah. Right. Because representation matters. Seeing people that look like you who are practitioners promoting mental health is so validating because I talk to a lot of black people and a lot of black people aren't necessarily in therapy. We need you know? to be in therapy, y'all. Everybody uh, needs to be in therapy. But everybody. But OK, if you can get a black therapist. Shout out to my black therapist as well. Therapy for black girls is a godsend. Delon, you and I talk about this all of the time. There's just something so validating about talking to your therapist about your experience as a black person and you don't have to explain it to them. And and mine, shout out to Shawnee, because she'd be like, "Mm, girl, like she that's that's how she responds sometimes. And I'm like, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Listen, my my one of my my favorite joys, my my therapist's name is Jarrell, is when he tilts his head to the side because you're like, he knows. He knows. Mm, Okay. mm. (laughs) Right. You know what you said. something and he doesn't even finish the sentence you're like yes drag me drag me right just a slight read um so yeah my my glow up goes to black therapists just to to quote some resources you mentioned therapy for black girls fran dr joy harden is a clinical psychologist and she started a platform um because there was a there's a high need for black female therapists so Mm -hmm. therapy for black girls is a great platform for that they have a podcast too so check them out okay shout out Mm -hmm. um i also want to give a shout out to my therapist jarell caballero he just came out with a book on november 7th called self-care for black Black men, um, which you can read excerpts of online, which is I'm starting to read, which is super helpful and tells you things that you need to know that you kind of already know, but you just gives you a roadmap to implement them. Mm. Um, and the last one I want to uh, point out is a psychologist named Dr. Ebony. She's Dr. Ebony online. She's created this thing called My Therapy Cards to provide those who don't have access to a therapist with questions a therapist might ask. So oh. I, I think it's so great if you can't afford a therapist, if you're, you know, your insurance, you don't have insurance, your insurance ain't paying for it. Um, it's a really great resource, uh, I think, with those little cards she started and she has my therapy cards for relationships which is also like uh, make it a game you i know, love that because let me tell you there are too many cards out here that ain't shit <laughs> i was at a dinner the other night and the cards were asking so crazy questions i was like really what? yeah it was like a game night with friends um and it was the girl what's her name carisha from the city girls is called carisha mm. please and every single card i was like carisha Carisha, <laughs> they were like, "When's Carisha. the last time you got peed on?" I was like, "This uh, game, not peed on, really." <laughs> the game, the cards, the cards, 
We need uh, some cards about therapy, okay? So, okay, Dr. Listen. Ebony, come through with the elevated self-care, you know, therapeutic cards. Because some for of these real? other cards are a mess. Because is a mess <laughs> talking about peeing on people. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is our show. But, friends, you know we want to hear from you. Are you going home for the holidays? Why or why not? And how do you shut down the nosy questions about your little friend during the holiday holidays? Or maybe you have a suggestion, as always, about a musician, an actor, a brand, or an idea we could fix in the future episode. Hit us up on Instagram at FixItPod. And as always, thank you for all of the love on our Instagram. We love connecting with all of you um, and sharing our episodes on social. So please keep the comments coming. And lots of people, even though I'm leaving Twitter, have been tweeting about us using the hashtag LemmeFixIt. So thank you for sharing our show. Thank you so much. And, you know, we just announced that we now have an email address. We want to have an advice column here, too, guys. Mm -hmm. So please send us the questions you have that you need for us to fix or the life situations you need for us to fix at letmefixitpod at gmail.com. Yes. And if you're a meteorologist, you can also slide into our email inbox and explain to us. What does El Nino actually mean? I'm I'm still confused. Um, I cannot wait to read all of your messages. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Francesca. And I'm Delon. And this was Let, Let Me, me fix, fix It. it. <laughs> um, please do a super cut of a bunch of the times that we fucked up. So for this week's... For, so for this week now we did do a little bit of research and apparently airfare now we did do a little bit of um uh, but and this may sound may make this may be (laughs) 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 and do not get us wrong political and ideological and do not get us wrong political and ideological ideological can i talk i was making fun of you and do not get us wrong political and ideological ideological in the age of mrs and the other thing is um (laughs) you 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 said sprint and it's spirit i think oh sprint i said spirit it is spirit okay let me do that again